Hello, listeners. This week, we're back with yet another podcast. It's me, Pragya. And, and Nasha. It's me, Nasha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hello. All right. So this week, our podcast is going to be a little different from the stuff we've done before, you know, just to take a break from all the political debates and world affairs. This week, oh, we're God. just talking about, you know, we're having a chill chat, to be honest, about the current mm-hmm. coronavirus situation and its effects on UK universities. So both mm-hmm. Nasha and I study at the University of Leeds. We're going to enter our third year of law this September. And as we stand right now, we're not sure whether we'll be going back in September, you know. And there's just yes. a lot of anxiety surrounding this situation as both, you know, as Nasha as a home student and me as an international student. We're sure that, you know, there are so many others like us who are going through the same issues of and, and mm-hmm. just so much uncertainty as to what the future holds for them. And if anything, I feel like as third year students, you know, the stakes are much higher for us because the entire mm. weight of our degree now lies on this final year. So I guess this podcast will just be touching upon these issues, you know, whether we'll be able to attend university this uh, uh, September, sorry, or not, your issues surrounding mm-hmm. um, tuition fees, accommodation fees, how you know things will be managed on the campus if campuses do reopen, and just in general, you know, what these upcoming months hold for us. Yes, and oh, no, we will come up with really good like solutions, like you know, you came up yeah. with really good solutions for this problem, and I think everyone should listen to to hear what Pragya solutions about. <laughs> no, just being kind, but we're just gonna have a really nice discussion. So um welcome you guys. But, <laughs> yeah, welcome back. Um so we're gonna talk about universities and how the national response to coronavirus is lacking universities university student perspective. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to know um hold them accountable again as we do with you know um every other podcast um so universities the you know organizations we're talking about are autonomous bodies right so um when it comes you know um setting their you know setting their own fees or setting their you know whatever they want to teach and everything they are responsible for themselves so they are not to be bound by university of ministry in the UK, I'm not sure, you know, how it is going on with within you know rest of mm-hmm. the world. Maybe with countries who are offering free universities, it's different. I'm guessing they are bound to follow the you know minister ministers um, ministers. Oh, it was not ministers. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ministers. Um, you know. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, local universities essentially. Like, yeah, exactly. Run yeah. by the government. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah uk universities they are responsible for setting their own fees by themselves and nobody can say anything about it yeah um so what we're going to say what we're going to talk about is coronavirus and the ucu strikes throughout the year has um considerably big interruption to our studies i mean the you know supposed um syllabus we were you know we were supposed to be learning this year we have only learned half of it haven't we Pragyal? you're right and now that you mention it Nasha it, it almost mm-hmm. feels like you know our second year was just September through December 
And then yeah. come, come January, I mean, we spend the first month in exams. The second week yeah. was strikes. And as soon as March started, you know, there were already reports of coronavirus cases increasing in the UK. And yeah. in, the next, uh, in the next week or so, to be honest, I think I was already out. You know, I was back home. And as well as well, yeah. so many other international students. And then the following week, I think you guys, home students, left too for their respective uh, yeah. cities. Yeah, so, um, I mean, that goes to show that the, con- like, the, you know, with universities, we are getting into contracts. We are paying these kind of fees in the hopes of, you know, receiving what whatever they have been offered to us and under the contract. But when we're seeing, the, you know, our second year or, you know, someone's first year, third year, however, the um, yeah. 19, uh, to 19 to 20 academic year, there has been loads of disruption, interruption to the academic cycle. So I'm thinking, um, was this the contract we have signed for? Have the, you know, um, <laughs> have the, has the universities um, fulfilled their responsibilities? What do you think? I mean, I definitely, this wasn't a part of the contract that I signed. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just half a second year. Gosh, it, it, and I mean, not even you know. We say that it's a whole year, but if you just if you decide to actually break it down, it's just a couple of months. You know. Yes. So yes. teaching starts first week October, October, November, and then by December, by the second week of December, we're already winding up for the winter break. So it's yeah, two two months two and a half months of teaching and then that's it and yeah. I just, it just bothers me so much that you know we were still required to pay full fee for this year and as we will be required to for next year as well there's absolutely exactly, no reduction yeah. no sort of um you know leeway from the university no support mm-hmm. on their part to cut down the fee as as home students you guys are paying roughly 9k as international students yeah. we pay double that price so you know it does pinch us slightly more. And I just, I yeah, just, of course, university would have been, um, you know, universities across would have just been a bit more understanding about that and try to do their best they could to reduce it. Even, even if it is by just a fraction, it would be a huge yeah. help to so many students. Yeah. I mean, like when you think of, you know, morally, when you think, you know, you know, um, lawful sense, I mean, if they want to, if they still want to charge us full, full fees, don't we have to know what our course that is going to start in four weeks entails? For I mean, sure. don't we deserve to know that? I mean, we are pay, we're going to pay for it. I mean, I mean, you're going to pay 18, you know, K yeah. for it. I mean, yeah. don't you like, shouldn't you know what is, you know, what is what you're going to get with your money? No, you're right. So, and there's just yeah. so much, um, I keep saying it, but there's just so much uncertainty that we don't mm-hmm. even know, you know, whether the university is going to give us a response this Monday, the week after that, the week after that. I mean, I feel like they're just running out of time. They're just trying to yeah. stretch it as much as they can without, you know, like just having to give a statement to us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we were talking about it before. I mean, if you feel like, you know, this has been very unfair to you, and if you think if you can you know sort out to some sort of remedy for it i mean i would say you know this stretching out um of the delay i would say this is a misleading omission under the consumer rights and um there is you know um you this is misleading omission are 
banned under the consumer protect protection from unfair trading regulations i think if um, everyone individually mm-hmm. has you know pressured their universities we would be able to get something from this because we were talking about it before i mean there was yeah. a peti- petition that was you know um asking for some like not all refund of the fees but a partial refund where we haven't learned anything yeah. in the you know partial times of the teaching um that you know um in in, in the in the uk and we had more than 330,000 signatures yeah and it's huge yeah it's huge i mean like this is a like nearly like three three hundred thirty thousand people has has signed this for the parliament to talk about this debate about this and they debated about it the answer they gave was very unsatisfying what do you think i think it was almost as good as not having a debate on it at all yes yes and you know students are no better than they were before this 330,000 is not it's not a small number and it just goes to show mm-hmm. how unhappy students across UK are with this and yes we do understand you know that this is an unprecedented situation it's not happened before universities yeah. are grappling with this themselves but Nasha if you remember you know when this kind of when the situation was still uh, in its early uh, in its earlier phase like once when it just started and people were just leaving the UK Cambridge University, if I'm not wrong, was one of the few, uh, first few to announce that, okay, we're going to close off teaching till January. Yes. Yes, you're so right. Yeah. And people were just so, um, you know, uh, confused by that decision because it it felt almost too harsh at that point. But what do you think, do you think that now it's, it seems more like a legitimate decision? Like, do you think that's a very strong possibility? I think we can look at from two perspectives on this matter, you know, Cambridge's um, very profound and very, you know, early on decision on this. Mm-hmm. First of all, they have given um, proper information to their students and yeah. they didn't leave their students in the dark. They, their students, Cambridge students, even now and back then, they knew what was going to happen in their university months later. Mm-hmm. And we are weeks literally there is you know weeks due to start the you know second our first semester in 2020-2021 academic year and we still don't know what's going to happen so from a Cambridge perspective um, they've done good I think because they they, have yeah yeah they did informed their students slash um, consumers so um customers pardon me so they (laughs) didn't leave their you know customers slash students out in the out in the um darkness so i think they've done good under the you know when you look at from the cambridge perspective but when you look at from the another university's perspective now they do not have any right to say this is an unprecedented matter because in this unprecedented situation, there are precedented solutions, but they did not choose to follow that, you know, um, path. So I don't think it is fair for universities to say, you know, Russell Group universities or any sort of universities come out and say, oh, we didn't know what was going to happen. Or, you know, um, we didn't know what was going on. This is such an unprecedented matter. Everyone is going on with it. Well, um, jog on. There are universities <laughs> out there who have, you know, cared for their students more than you, who didn't leave their, you know, students out in the, you know, darkness. They have come up with this yeah. solution. 
months before then you know today's podcast um but right now we, there's literally four weeks left for our you know semester to start and we still don't know what's actually happened going to happen for sure that's so right, from, like, yeah you're yeah. spot on and that was such an interesting point that you made that you know in this unprecedented situation there have been precedented solutions so universities mm-hmm. other universities should have followed or come up with um, similar solutions, at least some sort of response, you know. I mean, the University of Leeds in itself told us that, so, now this was a, a couple of months ago, where they said that we'd have lectures online come September, and mm-hmm. we'd have smaller face-to-face teaching, so that would be your seminars, workshops, lab sessions, we'd have all of those yeah. in person. But they did yeah. that, that also came with its disclaimer, saying that we will give you more information closer to the date and I feel like that time is now if they won't tell us now or within the next week at the most like how are we as students expected to prepare for this exactly I mean you know with the more information like you said the disclaimer it only works after some time it only works after some time where it's you know reasonable to do some sort of announcement then and we just you know um I mean, we're just in the still in the blind. We don't know what's going to happen. And when you check the, you know, coronavirus page for the university, it's still, you know, very outdated. There's still no, you know, recent response. Mm. So I feel like this is just, um, I mean, this is just shows bad faith. I feel like they're just trying to defer to, you know, make some sort of announcement till something magically happens in, (sighs) you know, this week or next week. So they have some sort of, you know, like they can't they have something to blame it on oh sorry i mean we didn't know what was going to happen they're probably going to say you know or the rising cases in the yorkshire or the rising cases in anywhere else other universities are going to say oh we didn't know happen we didn't know this was going to happen we're sorry sorry blah 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 it's just bad faith at this sense because they knew what they could do they have precedented matters cambridge oxford they could follow them through, but they choose not to. So I think this is just bad faith. This is just, you know, um, unacceptable. No, for sure. I mean, and other universities, you know, even though they haven't taken similar decisions to Cambridge, at least they've come up with their Mm -hmm. own policies. Like Manchester, Queen's Belfast, for instance, they've already declared that we'll have online lectures for the entire autumn term. Aberdeen, Mm -hmm. for instance, is delaying the start of its, uh, you know, term by two weeks. And, yeah. you know, just a whole bunch of universities essentially coming up with so many different decisions. But yeah. you know what, it, it, what stands out to be, Nusha, like, obviously, as you mentioned, one of the reasons for them, you know, delaying this decision could be just them waiting for something to magically happen or a solution to come out on its own, essentially just wait for things to solve themselves. But this doesn't seem like one of those situations that things no, definitely. magically become all right. Another thing yeah. that does stand out to me, though, is how the government has been uh, you know, responding to the situation and helping out universities in particular. Like we yeah. were talking about this earlier and there was, um, you know, a request from universities in England in particular for a two billion pound bailout from the government. But that was yes. blatantly rejected. What do you think about that? I mean, when we're talking about this Tory government, I'm not going to make any sort of comment. I'm just, you know, observation. But mm-hmm. the Tory government we are having right now has not given two billion pounds bailout to universities as they requested. And this very same government um, <laughs> has 
paid um, has used our taxes to poor needy companies like Ryanair by giving them six hundred million pounds to Rolls Royce by giving them three hundred million pounds to ASOS by giving them hundred million pounds. Oh but that's the God. thing. I was just I was just checking ASOS and they I was just checking their you know um, yeah. profit and everything um, because they have to release it you know publicly mm-hmm. every year. And I was just checking their um, last four months profit and it was showing that their retail sales within the UK has gone up by 10% from last oh, year wow. okay, and then. the international exactly and the international sales has gone up to buy but gone up by 17% by um, you know it, with the international sales it's, it's gone up by 17% so that's just shows on to say so does really ASOS need that 100 million pounds tax handouts because I would rather you know, um, my taxes to go to universities than bloody ASOS. No, you're <laughs> no right. I that. mean, and ASOS yeah. is still doing fine, I'd say. Yeah, they're doing fine, but universities are not doing fine. They are still, I mean, I don't understand that universities have to um, charge us the full amount because they do not have any sort of income other than this. Mm-hmm. And I do understand it. But I expect the same understanding from universities that why should that that it is unfair for us to give full amount of money for the half of the education we are going to get. Yeah, yeah, or, or at least a sufficient policy, you know, that we're mentally yes. and physically prepared that okay, um, you know, this is what's going to happen, so we know how to mm-hmm. deal with it. Like a lot of students have now decided that they would rather you know defer a year and yes. come back the following year when things are normal or with universities yeah. themselves coming up with policies that, uh, to help out you know, students such as I think a lot of postgrads, for instance, one of my postgrad mates who's, who's going to start her course um, this year has been told by the university that most likely she might have to start in January instead. Yeah. So exactly. That's another thing that you were saying, wasn't it? Like as a solution, they're all, you know, some, you know, universities are saying, um, well, physical teaching are going to be banned until, you know, um, the January. And Mm. some are saying, you know, until January, we're not going to start with the full on physical teaching. So you were saying that, why shouldn't we, you know, start all universities from the January yeah, I mean, so, that just makes yeah. more sense to me personally, instead of having yeah. some people start in September, some in Jan, it would just be a very messy situation, wouldn't it? Yes, exactly. Because we are getting the same sort of product, which is university course, a degree, bachelor's degree, postgraduate degree, whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. But we are getting very different sort of quality from, you know, universities. So honestly, when you were saying, you know, oh, why not start every university from the same time? And I was like, exactly. I mean, I never thought about it before, but <laughs> it does sound very clever to me. It makes sense, you know, and yeah. okay, I just to be the devil's advocate, I do understand the universities and in their position, they're not receiving any sort mm-hmm. of aid. They're not, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the income coming in from students has dropped as well. Like I was just reading yeah. this report on BBC and they've predicted a drop of um, four hundred and sixty-three million pounds in spending on tuition and living expenses because of the drop yeah. of international students coming in. 
And, you know, just statistics like these do make me more th- sympathetic with the university. But I would appreciate yeah. a degree of transparency or at least an eagerness on yes. their part to solve, the, to solve the problem to the extent that they can. Yes, um, I agree with you 100%. I mean, there is only very little aid available from the government, from mm-hmm. the Tory government to universities, and it's not acceptable. I do understand that you know, universities are in such a hard situation. Yeah. But I think as students or as future students or graduates, we should you know, press our government and you know, um, make sure that our voices are heard until we get a satisfactory answer. Because the answer right now we have is non-existent mm. and we do deserve an answer. I mean, we, go, we are have, you know, giving 9K a year and 18K a year. So we yeah. do deserve an answer for sure. Nasha, there's this point that you made earlier, you know, just to kind of take a step mm-hmm. back and look at the broader picture. And you, you mentioned this really important point. I was hoping you could elaborate a bit more on that, that universities okay. right now mm-hmm. are at the forefront of this coronavirus situation because these are the people, yes. the researchers in these universities are the ones expected to come up with a solution, a vaccine. Yes, And exactly. for the government yeah. to respond this way is unacceptable. Yeah, um, I mean, government is so reluctant to fund this, the, these universities um you know like properly but i mean when you check the government they are so you know full of themselves when they are talking about universities uh, you know accomplishment when trying to find a coronavirus vaccination so i have no doubt in mind that they're not going to fund the universities fully but once mm. their university is going to come up with a vaccination or you know there is really good trials that's going on in the oxford university at the moment and, you know, Crane Mary University, at the other hand, they're, you know, they're having really successful, you know, trials and researchers. I am sure the, univer- the, the government is going to say, oh, look at our, you know, um, nation. We are very great. Yeah, we're they're the, the ones. Vaccination and everything. Credit. Exactly. They're the ones that they're going to get credit without actually funding the universities fully. So it goes into show that how much of a bad faith this government has against mm. the universities. I mean, these universities are the backbone of the country when you think of it, you know, NHS, universities. These mm. are the, you know, one of them is saving people and the other one of it, other, other one of them is educating people to save people. So I just don't understand how come we can turn our backs to those organizations. It's not fair at all. Yeah, it's almost like they're just turning a blind eye to both, you know, the the researchers mm-hmm. at one stage and NHS workers who've also had so many complaints, you know, of, of not receiving yes. funding and, yeah. and resources on their part because these guys are literally, you know, the, the soldiers in this war against the coronavirus. And exactly. If, if governments yeah. can spend billions and trillions of pounds on actual mm-hmm. military funding then why can't they even direct just a small portion of it to healthcare workers, to researchers who yeah. right now are the ones, you know, actually facing the brunt of this pandemic? Yeah, I mean, they are yeah, front row um, fighters, like you said, and they're not getting proper um, support from the government. I mean, this just screams betrayal on our behalf, for sure. Yeah. And universities, they're not getting funded at all. NHS, they've just, you know, um, released that they're going to, um, you know, give some salary raise to some people. 
okay. except nurses. <laughs> so I don't get it. Um, nurses are the one, you know, the first point that you go when you go to, you know, um, a hospital. Nurses are putting their lives out there every day. And imagine, you know, hearing the government saying, oh, now we're going to fund our NHS and everything, but nurses are not included. So we're still betraying our NHS workers, our universities every day. And it's heartbreaking, truly. No, I, I agree with you for sure. And it's just, yeah. it, it's high time that, you know, they kind of pull up their socks and just set, yes. things, set the record straight, to be honest. Um, yeah. Just to bring back the focus onto, you know, the university and, and the way they're handling things. I read this really yes. interesting thing online on BBC where in, um, you know, some universities have come up with this policy of a protective bubble of sorts, which basically oh, yes. involves a group of students from the same year or in the same course, um, you know, just being together. So they go to lectures together, they live in the same accommodation. And the entire aim of this safety bubble is to just kind of minimize uh, interaction between groups of students. Yeah, so like so, the group of students, yeah. this group is probably going to entail or contain six to eight people at most, right? Yes, yeah. And um, so you're going to start with six to eight people at most. But like university means, I mean, for, for the students who are listening and who are, you know, doubting if they want to start their university this year. I mean, university means you have, they have to, you know, our listeners, I mean, like, you have to know that university means, you know, new experiences, exploring yeah. different kind of perspectives and exploring, you know, uh, like from, you know, anarchists to anti-fascists to fascists to, you know, race. <laughs> it's like everything you can explore everything so why would you want to come to university this year to only be able to hang out with eight, eight people alone i mean if you come to university i mean like this is so discouraging i'm sorry but if you come to university this year you're not going to have some sort of freshers you're not going to have some sort of you know fun that you know night outs pop calls or you're not even going to be able to spend a night at someone else's house or if you want to go to your friend's house you have to have some sort of you know appointment <laughs> so do you really want to come to university this year because in my opinion I don't think you should I think you should be able to have a defer um, option while some courses are not offering like you said and I would like you to elaborate on that a bit better because like, I don't I don't think I know it um, as much as you do. <laughs> no, matter. I mean, oh, Vinesha, come on. <laughs> no, but <interestingly, laughs> no, the, the entire thing is with, with students, you know, prefer that they could defer the year. So instead of starting mm -hmm. this um, year, so 2020 September or even 2021 Jan, they would just prefer to skip this year altogether and start yeah. afresh in September 2021 when things, hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed, would be perfectly fine you know by then or yeah. even if it's not perfectly fine just at least it would be safe for us to you know be on campus without having to worry yeah. a lot about these things yeah yeah and I mean normal yeah. conditions yeah yes yes I mean you know as normal as it gets whatever you know it is probably going to be better than this I mean I hope so mm -hmm. But, you know, when you think of um, university experience, you're thinking of education, you're thinking of clash of ideas, you're thinking of socialization. But if you come to university this year in a, you know, virtual new sort of teaching, you're not going to get, pro like, you're not going to get the same quality of teaching as you would do with physical lectures. You're not going to, this is, you know, I mean, out there, everyone knows it. And you're not going to get the socialization. I mean, yeah. 
clubs are closed you know <laughs> like you're not going to be able to go to society society events that is you know holding more than 30 people oh, or something like that probably to think and about that exactly so there's not you're not going to be able to experience the same clash of you know thinking with your friends you're not going to be able to you know argue for I don't know like you know John Rules or you're not going to be able to you know talk about Pluto like don't come to university I think like if you even if if, if people want to come um we should you know again press universities and the government up to an extent that there is a significant loss of quality in the teaching and socialization in the university mm-hmm. experience yep. thus the you know um fee should be you know um um, should be reduced as well accordingly i'm not saying it should be zero but i'm saying it should be i mean it should be zero from the get-go but um from the 9k it should be reduced accordingly it is i mean if you just think about it you know there's no freshers week universities have been you know they're still trying to be hopeful i remember reading a report where nottingham said that you know if we feel like things are better we could still hold like a mini freshers fair of sorts like nottingham if nottingham nice house are really good by the way (laughs) (laughs) okay well that's for a different podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh no for sure i mean i'm you know just imagine just freshers week it's almost like a festival there i exactly dramatic but it's such a nice time you know it's it's you can interact with all of your mates after a really long summer get to mm-hmm. know new societies get to know what's happening on campus try to get yes. uh, free free domino's pizza i mean there's so much happening to, exactly <laughs> to even think that that would be condensed to a far smaller version or just not happen altogether it's so heartbreaking to think about and you know Nosha, you and me yeah. i mean we've still been to you know two freshers fairs imagine the people yeah. coming in for the first time you know they won't get to experience that in their first year yeah 100 so percent. i mean it's just so it, horrible so her heartbreaking almost you know it's a cultural reset in yeah. a in a you know um worse sense going going a bit worse yeah. but yeah um i mean my you know to conclude my opinion on the university matter i think we should be able to you know the first years this year second years and third i mean any sort of taught students this year should be able to use their consumer rights and should be able to you know um you know, get their, you know, answers under the, um, under the Consumer Rights yeah. Act, yeah. Um, consumers, uh, under the Consumer Protection from Unfair Trading Regulations. Um, if they check misleading omissions, they should be able to get individual, some sort of response. And if it doesn't happen, if you all go for the individual response, and if it doesn't help, we can always, you know, collect, uh, be collected, be you know have a collective response with all from all students and um for the new students who is thinking of coming in to universities i would say do not come until they give you a proper information on what's going to happen this year and yeah. you have to realize you can you take a gap year and wait for a better much much better university experience so it's up to you for the new students do you really want to come to uni for the uni or do you really want to come to uni for the experience, for the socialization, yeah. for the, you know, all this physical physicality? No, so definitely. The university experience is, is much, much more than just, you know, teaching and learning. It's, it's so yes. many more things than that. And 
it sucks that these things have to be, you know, like the first years coming in won't be able to experience that to its full capacity. So as Nosha said, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's, there are a number of solutions that, you know, you could as, as an individual take wherein defer your year, take mm-hmm. a step year, um, you know, but the best thing to be honest right now is to just uh, sit tight and hopefully universities will be more proactive, at least as students of University of Leeds, we're really, uh, you know, we're anticipating their response to come soon enough. But yeah. if your university um, hasn't come up with, uh, just with a solid solution, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that yeah. they do soon enough. And if not, then the student body needs to take action. And, uh, you know, as Nasha said, just to reiterate, put pressure on them to give us a solution so that we can start planning ahead, um, you know, as students and what steps we need to take. Yeah. I mean, um, always called, you know, um, think if, if, if a, you know, organization company or government can be held accountable, just hold it accountable. (laughs) That's my, you know, um, answer to everything, I guess. But yeah, for our university, I mean, from my behalf and from, from you know, Prague as well, we would like to congratulate Joan for her new position as a head of school. Yeah, it's, it's the, the only like of silver Lee. lining of this, you know, entire well, exactly. couple I of mean, months, to be honest. Yeah, I'm just very happy that, you know, um, we're going to, in this, you know, unprecedented matter, we're just going to have this, you know, um, beautiful and very kind-hearted you know women as our head of school head of school of law yeah and i cannot wait to know what she has got to offer i cannot wait to you know witness them and hopefully you know she can produce a bit better yeah hopefully um, university opens up soon yeah. so we can actually have face-to-face interactions with her as we exactly yeah time. yeah she's such a nice person <laughs> i mean this is just you know talking about, but no i think with university of Leeds. If people, you know, if they want to come to University of Leeds, they should definitely come. There are really, really, you know, um, really nice professors like, you know, Dr. Orbrook, again, you know, John Lawfrey, and, you know, um, there are many, you know, um, really, really, really nice, nice teaching lecturers. stuff. And I think if you want to come to Leeds, you should definitely come. But if I were you, I would take a gap year. <laughs> this is a little advertisement for the school. Nice one, that that Yeah. <laughs> Just a plug. But to wrap up then, I guess things, I mean, we're not any better than we were a couple of months ago Mm -hmm. when the whole situation started. So even though it's really saddening to say, we still don't have any clarity as to how things are going to go down, even though universities and um, professors, governments alike have all come up with their versions of what a potential future could look like. The most we can do on our part as individuals is try to take a decision that works best for us, whether it be yes. learning online, taking a gap year, or even mm-hmm. showing up on campus while still maintaining social distancing and taking your personal precautions seems like the best decision to you, then go for it. But in the meantime, I guess all we can do is, you know, stay safe and support each other and just keep, be on the lookout. You know, if you feel like your new university hasn't been up to the mark or hasn't been giving you the support that you as a student need, then take action and raise your voice. Yes, exactly. I mean, I will put um, in the description for this podcast, um, I will put any sort of, you know, um, help you can get from the mental health um, charities or any sort of, if you're struggling with it, I will put everything on there. And um, you should know, this is, yeah, this is very hard times, but you are not alone everyone is going through the same thing and there's always help available and I hope you know 
um you are doing fine and staying safe yeah so take care everyone and we'll see you soon with another podcast take care bye <laughs> bye